Welcome to IntelliKey Leadership Stories, a series of unique interviews with successful people in many fields. Leaders who are innovating, building, and guiding organizations with a higher vision. How they put their values into practice to achieve the full potential of themselves and their organizations. Now, here's your host for IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stenson. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome back to IntelliKey Leadership Stories. Boy, we are really glad to have you and lucky you have tuned in to a great episode. We are going to have a lot of fun. So uh, wherever you're listening to a podcast right now, if you're able to uh, leave your home to at least get some air and walk around the block, or if you're listening in the car or probably listening at home, uh, maybe working out on the treadmill, but wherever you are, uh, we're glad you've tuned in. We've got a, a great guest and uh, some exciting stories to share. My name is Mark Stenson. I'm a co-host of this program. I'm president of Bioscience Bridge. We're a heart-centered brand consultancy. And I am Kirsten Gouldy, CEO of Pure IntelliKey. I'm also an intuitive advisor, coach, and professional consultant for several leaders across the globe. Well, and that's really the, the source of our inspiration behind this podcast. A couple of things. One, we just have the pleasure of knowing and working with so many great uh, leaders, so many great companies, and we wanted to share these inspiring stories with you. Uh, and not only just the stories about, you know, the principles of these leaders or their beliefs or their, you know, how they build cultures, but actually the real life practices that they use in their own lives and in their own management situations. Uh, to really reach their full potential. And, and I think about that full potential, Kirsten, the, the idea behind this word IntelliKey. We still get so many great uh, comments and so much great feedback over this word. And maybe you kind of take us back to the roots of the word IntelliKey. Yeah, no, we love this word IntelliKey. And you're right. It is one of those words that everybody has to look up still and go to their definition. But it is an old Aristotelian metaphysical principle that um, and it was one of the first metaphysical principles about how to live your highest potential and reach your highest potential and then add a little bit more to it how do you actually elevate your soul so you're living your best life and thriving inside of yourself just beyond reaching high potential you know we have many we're coming out of some old paradigms where people just strove for money and that wasn't enough, which is the premise of our stories here today, right? We're, we're crossroads for people to yes. enable themselves to actually have a fulfilled life while still achieving high performance, right? That, that, that mix of the two. So that's really what IntelliKey is about. How do you reach your highest soul potential? Yeah. I, I love that uh, combination of, you know, reaching your full potential at work. You know, we always think about goal setting and, you know, reaching our objectives and things. But then this, uh, your full potential of your soul. Yep. And uh, that, that really, I think, uh, embodies what our guest today is working on, both sides of that. I can't wait to hear from uh, Claudia Hernandez. Welcome, Claudia, to the program. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to have a chat with you guys. Yeah, well, Kirsten, give us a little background on uh, Claudia. Yeah, absolutely. I am so excited. I've known Claudia now probably for about 10 years, right, Claudia? We've known each other for At about least. 10 years. And we met each other in a program that was teaching us to hit high performance. That's where we met. 
Um, and it was clear to me when I first met Claudia, she was already at the top and trying to go farther, right? Just, it was once you achieve, you, you have to continue to move. And I was really inspired by what she created. And then over time had the privilege of getting to know her both um, spiritually and also professionally. So there was a beautiful, you know, alignment between the two worlds, right? Expanding the heart and, you know, being in business and a top professional. Um, and today I'm so excited. I can't wait to hear more. I heard a little bit of about it last year when we caught up you know, just how she moved through her day-to-day -day business and then opened up these love courses that are across the world, right? Like moving in, Claudia, you, you are exactly who we want to interview. How do you take, you know, what you've already achieved and move it into your passion, which is exactly where you're standing right now. So can't wait to hear more about that journey. And journey it was, I saw you. <laughs> journey it was. <laughs> it always is, isn't it? It always is. Yeah. I always love those slides that show, you know, everybody thinks it's a straight line to success. But it's this winding roller coaster ride of, you know, and uh, hitting potholes. But Claudia, if we were talking to you 10 years ago, even five years ago, maybe, We'd be, we'd be talking about top sales performer, uh, real estate uh, success. Uh, give us a little background on your career and then lead us up to the present day. Gosh, okay. So, uh, yeah, it would be, I think, a slightly different conversation. Um, <laughs> Just a little bit. Metrics and what, you know, <laughs> a different space. But, um, but you know, it's taken, it's taken some time to really connect my my heart and head right i was always living here right i was living here and so and so it was very important for me i've always been a seeker i've always been someone that wants to grow and expand and so i knew from a very very young age that i wanted to be an entrepreneur i i i, I didn't want to work from anyone don't tell me what to do attitude when i was younger <laughs> I think a few of us have that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't tell me what I can do myself. <laughs> I'm like, this ain't going to work. I need to work for myself. So, so I did that. I bought a business when I was 19. I bought an employment agency. And so I didn't know, uh, I didn't know uh, my ass from my elbow really at the time, you know, as far as business goes. I just knew I wanted to make a lot of money, right? I knew that I wanted to create a better life for myself. I, I was ambitious. I was determined. And so I um, ended up uh, having some savings for this business. And I uh, approached this gal, um, Jamie Pyle, to uh, sell her business to me. And she was in a position where she was getting ready to sell it. Long story short, I purchased it from her. I bought in, and it was the school of hard knocks, right? I... Uh, <laughs> I, I learned, I learned uh, that as an entrepreneur, you've got to not, all, not only like show up and delivering your content and be the salesperson, you've also got to take out the trash, you've got to file, transfer phone calls, you know? exactly. <laughs> you've got to do it all. <laughs> and so that becomes a challenge because you've got to wear all those hats, right? And so, and so as I moved down, uh, moved uh uh, moved ahead in my in my different career paths. I I uh, I did that for about five years. 
um, I'm a Gemini, Kirsten, you probably know what that means. So being that my <laughs> ruling planet is Mercury and I, I, I'm air, so I'm always, I gotta be moving, I gotta be creating, I gotta be doing something different. And so I decided I was gonna sell my employment agency. I did that, it was a good run, it was fun, but I needed a new challenge. And I thought, okay, well, what do the millionaires do? What do they do? Because that's my goal. And I figured out that they all invest in real estate, most of them. <laughs> and so I thought, okay, well, that's what I want to do. I want to I do real estate. And so I jumped into real estate. I worked for a, a company uh, for five years. And then I thought, I can do this. I can do this. I can own a brokerage, right? So I recruited my sister and uh, a partner of mine that I knew from high school. He was in real estate, so the three of us opened our uh, our first brokerage, and um, and it was it was hustle and bustle, you know. It was it was grind every day, and in that time, it felt like that's the way things. That was the only way to accomplish. I didn't know any different. I didn't know any better, right? I was always in personal development. I was always uh, trying to do things from more of an effortless uh, space. But the space that I was in at the time, my mindset was just, was just really forcing outcomes. And that's how you got things done. And so, and, you know, and, and being in this, in the space that I'm now, it is, I look back and it's just like, that wasn't it. That was so not it. Yeah, it got me an outcome and it got me, you know, really good. Um, I made really good money and that was the that was the fear of mine. If I step away from this money-making machine, am I going to be able to create what this type of income? Um, you know, just uh my vision at the time was like meditating somewhere and, and kumbayaing or something with Kirsten somewhere, you know. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But you're right. It's like we're so programmed. It's like, what if I turn off this productivity machine? You right. know, what if I spent less hours? What if I drove less miles? What if I taught, made less phone calls? You know, you're, somehow you're always thinking, I got to do more to make more. And if I do less, what happens? You know? It, exactly. Exactly. And that's what we were taught. We were taught, like, get in the grind. You know, successful people have a regimented schedule. They're up at 4 a.m. And I used to do that. I used to be <laughs> yes, in breakfast. I was in yes, camp at 5.15, <laughs> up at 4.45. I mean, it's just like... Yes, what the hell? Did. Alec Baldwin is our, was our hero. <laughs> well, well, what did we say, Kirsten, to our salespeople? Coffee are, is for closers. <laughs> exactly. We and, did. We played them right. all the time. <laughs> right. And second place is a set of steak knives. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. I mean, we meant it. Put that coffee down. <laughs> So it's just like that that is such an old paradigm you it's know like an yeah. old paradigm and claudia yeah. i was simultaneously during that time because i that was about when i knew you was really at the top was you were moving really up and forward but at that time that was also when you started making all of us watch the shift i was just telling mark about that with wayne dyer right oh, <laughs> that's when 
the show started. That's when the VHS was still a thing, right? <laughs> and we all watched the shift, but then we all went to Monterey because we wanted to experience where he wrote the book, right? So there was that. That was when Absolutely. we started going to La Jolla to go to, or La Costa to go down to Deepak Chopra, right? There was an opening there. There was an opening. Oh. And that was when it started, you know, the vibration started knocking on the door. Oh my God. I, I, I couldn't, you know, and I'll say this to you, Kirsten, because then I said this to you when I was in Italy last year and I, I, I just, this energy swam over me and, um, and I just, I felt like I needed to call you. And I told you that. Yep, you did. Um, and so I could not have been in a better space at the time with you by my side. And I mean that. And that's why I remember you so graciously and so lovingly and so fondly because I felt like you were able to get both worlds with me, right? We could go into like our business talk and our metrics and all that. And then we can shift and go into like a spiritual conversation. Mm -hmm. But we were both in that space, like kind of a tightrope, right? Kind of figuring that stuff out. But like I could switch with you and be like, uh, uh, hey, I feel like I'm vibrating low today or something. And you wouldn't be like, what the? You know, you'd be like, yeah. I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> God forbid our agents would listen or Hector would hear us, you know, our partner would be like, okay. But Hector was like, what is happening in here? What is happening? <laughs> and Kirsten Sage in the office, you know, I was just like, <laughs> yeah. I loved it. Like my just, soul just was like, like, just like every other, uh, you know, high performing company, you got to stage at night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do your thing. I was like, we were like partners and like, you know, I call them partners in light now that I look back, you right. know, right. we really were because I felt like um, <clears throat> I was getting pulled to this new shift and I, I was, you know, didn't know, right? The unknown. I was like, this is all I know how to do. This has worked well for me. Right. And so what is this going to look like? And intellectually i know it's you know you step into the unknown in, in, in full trusting knowing um mode but it's just that old paradigm as well it was just it was scary but i remember coming across the shift and you know i known i've read what wayne dyer for years and years and years but i mean that shift was really like a shift for me like his calmness in that video I mean, even my heart rate went down. <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah. I was like, and I literally was giving everybody copies. It wasn't my bad. Everybody should watch this. Everybody She's in the office. She's not exaggerating. <laughs> no, it's true. And it, it, he always did exhibit this calmness, didn't he? But I, I'm curious, just, yeah, the book is clearly called The Shift. Yeah. But we're always curious, Claudia, and, and Kirsten knows you a lot better. But, you know, was it a shift? It's almost like that sounds like changing lanes. So calm, so, you know, incremental. Uh, but yeah. was it a shift or was it a U-turn? Was it a fork in the road? Was it, you know, sometimes we say it's a lightning bolt moment. But, you know, what, what was it for you that said, well, you know, I'll make some changes or was it I'm going to change everything? How was it for you? I wish it was this, like, smooth, like, oh, I'm just going to go this way now. It's all good. I, I wish it was like that, but it wasn't. Um, God, it was very... Uh, it, it, I knew the whispers were there. I knew I had to make a change. I knew I wasn't fulfilled. And 
the money was good, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so, and so I, I, I rationalized it by saying, hey, I've got bills to pay. People depend on me. I've got employees. I've got a family I support. It's just, it's, I've just got to keep, I've got to keep this going. And so. So you're saying it was uh, less of a shift and more of just these constant, you know, kind of whispers or callings for you. Oh my God. It was so there. It was so there, you know, looking back and sometimes we just, oh gosh, we just don't, don't, we don't, we don't listen um, quickly enough, you know? And so but the shit, the whispers, they don't go away. They do not go away. In fact, they get louder and louder and louder. And um, I just kept doing, it became, it got to the point where I, I kept, I was going through the motions. I was going through the motions, right? I could do this job with my eyes closed. And I, and, and so I, I, I felt like I was successful. So I was staying in it. And what happened to me where the brick came down on me was that I, uh, I, couldn't get out of bed one day. I physically mm. could not get out of bed one day. And that wasn't me. I was at boot camp at 5 a.m. Do you know? And so I was like, okay, something is seriously wrong. And so I had a high fever. I was in so much pain. And um, anyway, it, 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 it became an autoimmune situation, right? And, and what I know now, Scott, is that my body was saying no. No, no, no. For me, it showed up. I know it's not for, not everyone, but for me, it showed up physically, like in my health. Right. Com so my health got compromised, and I that point did not have a choice. I had you know, to Claudia. I love that. I love that you're saying this because many, many, many people in high performance roles in the old paradigm have a moment where their body shuts down, like, right? Like last year I had four different types of cancer that revealed itself. And I knew yeah. I could not do it. I kept trying to go and go back into corporate and I couldn't. So I think it's very important what you're talking about is, you know, our body simply takes on energy, whether it be good or bad. Mm -hmm. And your body was the indicator that said enough, right? Like Oprah tells us, they'll finally throw the brick at our head if we don't listen. So thank you for talking about that because I think for our audience, it's really important that they do pay attention to the body. The body is a magnificent vessel. <clears throat> your body, yeah, Kirsten, your body is like, our body is like if it could talk, right? That's the way it's talking. Like, hey, like this is, you're not aligned with the energy you're supposed to be aligned with. Like right. how many different ways do I have to tell you? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Right? So was, there a, was there a moment when you said, okay, I've got to give in to this. And then what, what did you do? Where, how did you make that uh, shift? How did you start? You know, being determined, determined and ambitious, God has its... <laughs> Being a Gemini, <laughs> being a Gemini, <laughs> and then you compound that on that on top of that. Exactly, exactly. I love you know, that. We can, we can be relentless, right? And we can be stubborn. And I was like, no, I built this thing. This is my baby. No way. And so I, I and so it, it, it was a, it, it, it felt gradual and not because when I couldn't get out of bed, I literally, and this is like, I want people to really like get this this was really that's where I had to let go start letting go of my ego mm. because what I didn't realize is that my identity what I didn't have an identity my identity was my business 
who was I without the business? I was no one's boss. I was no one's like mentor or, you know, sales trainer. I was, I felt like I don't, I didn't know who I was without that identity. Right. Miguel, you remember my assistant Miguel for like 15 Mm -hmm. years, Kristen, Uh, boss lady, boss lady all day long. And it's just like, I literally had that thought. I'm not going to be a boss lady. Right. And I have this meltdown and it was really, really scary. And so what I try to do is still trying to hold on for what felt at the time, like Eagle to me was, um, I try to hide that I was ill. I try to hide that. And I did a good job at it. Right. I, uh, I went into the office. I dragged myself, my partner, by the way, young was with me through this through the him and I started dating Kirsten and I collapsed about a month later oh I love that I love that he gave me a soft cushion he gave me a soft landing and I was just like oh god I you're looking out for me like I I, he's got me he's got me because I, I just don't know how that would have turned out because you know I I I just always depended on myself right and so to say you can let go and it's okay right? You need to heal was, was, was everything to me at the time. Right. And so, yeah. And it's beautiful. I do want to pause there because knowing a little bit about you as well, I hope you don't mind me sharing. No, but Kirsten, uh, I'm all yours, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all yours. Right. No, like, no, nothing. It's, I'm not I mean, it, you, it, you know, you were the woman, right? Like you were it. And to allow a partner to be contributory to you, right? Which we'll talk more about your love courses, which probably led to it. This <laughs> warmed my heart, right? Because there was because of that surrender that Michael Singer talks about. Because of that surrender, this beautiful gentleman falls into your life, right? Had you been any other person at any other time, you couldn't have accepted, and I'm, I'm assuming, I'm making this up, but I'm being guided yeah. to share this, but yeah. it wasn't in your DNA to surrender to a man. It just wasn't <laughs> in your DNA, right? So to hear this, this is beautiful, right? Like this is the yes. beginning of what leads you further into today, and I can't wait to hear more about that. And I think a lot of women can identify with that. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. He's always in the background somewhere, you know? That's right. So I'm, I'm hearing a voice. Jan says, oh, so true. <laughs> See, guys, guys can hear each other at all times. He's always in the yeah. background. He's, he's oh, got me. Yeah. He's got That's me. Right. We, we can hear these voices. So, so Claudia, you know, bring, it, bring us up to date now. So, you, you know, you've made this shift and now... Kirsten brings up you know, the love courses and, you know, your work today with people really in, in relationships and understanding relationships and really, you know, how to fit all that together. Um, what, what are you working on these days? Yeah. So once I, uh, I went through this whole process of like, I knew I had to surrender. I knew that my life wasn't going to look like it looked like before. And, and what is, and I saw, you know, I saw what, I saw what I've been, what I've been missing as far as like what I was focusing on, right. Versus, versus, um, in creating in, 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 in business versus a partnership. Right. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I realized like that's when you strip it down, you know, just like we are right now at home, what really matters, what matters, 
right? And it's that partnership. It's that connection. It's that knowing that somebody has your back, right? Mm -hmm. And so that for me was going to take, I had to learn that, Scott. I had to learn it. I that didn't require, you know, looking at sales numbers and closings and forcing outcomes. It required dancing with, with my partner and, and, um, oh, sorry. I'm sorry, Mark. Um, it, re it required dancing with him and really creating something. And that came from, it had to be a surrender for me. Claudia, that's really exciting to hear more and to hear about how you're recreating yourself or how you did recreate and actually transmute and transform, right? It's going beyond what we even knew was possible at the time, right? For us, we thought there was, a ceiling in performance we knew we could transcend it but by recreating yourself and moving into the conscious leadership realm you really began to move into what your what your soul passion was not even knowing it at the time no no i ha i have no idea that i mean i've always loved psychology right and so and so um while I was going through my uh, through the situation of my health crisis, it um, it it turned out to be I got diagnosed with Lyme disease, which was a bitch to get out of to get through, right? And so and so while I was aligning with that, while I was I had to be I felt like I I had to be doing something, being someone that has always you know been producing and been productive. I felt like it, it just felt out of alignment to just sit home and do nothing while I healed. And so I took on a master's degree in psychology, right? And so I always have loved that and been attracted to that, but I had no idea coming out of that, that I, that the love courses would come out of this whole breakdown. No idea. I knew what my challenges was and it was relationships and love, right? I've never been married. Mm -hmm. um, I knew that, I knew that I, 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 uh, I knew enough to know that you can't avoid pain, right? You just got to get through it. You got to embrace it and you want to move past it. Once you get to that point, you can make a message out of your mess, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where I felt I was. Mm -hmm. And if, if I recall during one of our conversations last year, you know, there was a moment where you went back to school and you knew that you had to let the business go, right? Yes. You're going to try to hold on to it longer because, because it's hard to, you know, align with that. It really is a hard alignment. And then you went in, you woke up one day, truly just woke up and knew you had to let it go <clears throat> earlier than you had anticipated. Absolutely. About a a couple years earlier was my plan. My plan was, you know, as a business owner, anybody that's an entrepreneur knows we are lucky in this, in this country that we get to write off losses for as long as you can, right? At minimum of five years plus write off losses with, you know, um, so you, you have a gross income and then you either have a low net or a, or a loss. And so, and so my plan was, okay, I'm going to start, um, reporting less losses, create a higher net, right? And then get the business ready to sell, right? Because I talked to an attorney, a business attorney. He's like, this is what you need to do. It's going to be about tw two years. So that was the plan. And so I, I sat down with, with, uh, with Janet and Hector and I said, look, um, uh, 
here's the situation. Hector knew full well. We still were a little bit like hiding it from my sister just from just because I'm a big sister and I just didn't want to worry her. But Hector knew the full scope of it at this point that I literally most days could not get out of bed. And so he'd come to the house and we have meetings here. Um, but I said to him, I said, Hector, this two-year plan, it's just, it's not going to work. Every fiber of my being is telling me no, no. Right. So I said, I, I, I've got to, I've got to listen. I said, this is the, I mean, I'm, I'm in my, I'm on my knees. I'm on my knees. So Hector, being Hector, as you know, hun, just an amazing man, you know, with high integrity. He's like, Claudia, at this point, it's about you. It's about you getting better. And what do you need me to do? Right? So we started doing what we needed to do to close the business down. I didn't care about selling the franchise. I didn't care about building up the business anymore. We literally shut it from like, felt like one day to another. And I was, I was done. And it was, it was a morning for me. It was a morning. I mean, I, I, I was raw. I was vulnerable. I didn't know what was next for me at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? That's palpable. That, that's palpable. Right. And, and you know, I, and I think it's interesting that, uh, you know, and I don't want to dwell on the you know, sort of morning part, but I think it's, it's, it's good that you share that because a lot of people have this vision of entrepreneurs, you know, the self-made this and that and see the upside and read the articles about how I did it. But uh, having been one of those people that had to shut down a business, uh-huh. you, know, you see it day by day, right. that process. And it's, it's textbook morning. I mean, you know, there's the denial and then there's this and then there's, I mean, it's right down the line. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but finally you do hit that bottom and say, now, now I got to come back. And yet uh, I, I'm curious then how the body responded to that. You know, it, it was taking on a lot of heat when you were uh, doing something that, you know, you didn't feel it was good. But how is your body responding now that you've closed the business and you're moving on? It, well, it definitely responded better, but it took, it took, it took something, Mark. It took um, a lot of spiritual work, even, you know, I was doing personal development work and some spiritual work, but this really took me to the next level of spiritual mm-hmm. work, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, Louise Hay stuff, like finding the connection, right? Mm-hmm. Why, is, why am I in pain here? What, what does that mean? What, what in my consciousness is not working? I mean, it was just a lot of that. And it, but, but it, took, it took some time for me to heal. And I think I needed to be that, Mark, to be, to be completely like authentic right now because it was had it not brought me to the knee, my knees and took some time, taken some time to, for me to heal, you know, I don't know that I wouldn't have reverted back to, to, to the money-making machine that I, you know, had going on. I don't know that, that I think it took this. I really do. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? I think it took like, uh, like a real, like creating a new, new neural pathway for me to, de- to to kind of not default into that past old paradigm. And, and, and so that's, that's what it was. I started really going on this new path of energy that felt more effortless, that felt more, um, uh, it felt non-resistant. And, and so in that, I started really kind of flowing with it. And then my body started really healing mm-hmm. right but mm-hmm. it was really a grieving process you do go through denial you go through anger you go through you know finally the acceptance stage 
-hmm. Yes. Well, and, and I, I know what you're talking about with that gravitational pull. I mean, the path, like you were saying, the old path is really deep. You've built those treads and you keep yes. on going on that same path, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I know what I did before. Maybe I should do that again. Um, and yet, you know, you don't want to go back to that. Well, you can't. You physically you can't. can't. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't. And, it's, and it's, it really was, uh, like you say, that, that's why these, say, these old sayings have so much wisdom in, in, it, in them. For example, old habits die hard. That means patterns mm -hmm. are hard to break. You know, we're not, yeah. we're not wired to just break patterns and go through a new path. That's something that's done intentional, intentionally, consciously, and it takes work. It takes work. Even with my clients, you know, I have my practice now as well here in Orange County, as, as well as my retreats. And, and I tell my clients, like, because of my training that, um, that I had, and a lot of it was with Kirsten in the same, uh, in the same educational program, I, I tell my, my clients, look, if you're going to roll up your, 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 your sleeves and, and get, in, get in and do the work with me, you will have 150% from me. But it's going to take work on your end. I can't do it for you, but I mean, I, I promise. I promise I can get you there but you've got to do your part, right? It's not just going to happen by osmosis. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so I, I'm a, I'm a, I think I'm a different type of therapist in the sense that um, I, 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 I feel like transformation can happen quickly once you are, well, once you're willing, but also when you're like just trusting the process, let's just go for it. Let's just see what shows up. Right, and it's very important to have a mentor, a guide, someone that can can guide you through that. Right, I I I didn't have that because I had my own. I got in my own way. Right, I felt like I could do things on my own, and that was a huge fallacy. We can't do anything on our own, should, nor should we. We need a team. We need partners. We need it's 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 a collective effort. I love that. Right, because that right there solidifies the new paradigm. It's a collective, collaborative union that's beginning to occur. We're not operating alone anymore. It's not I, me, I'll do it, right? We're now in a collective movement where we're beginning to collaborate and expand together, but that higher purpose also means that spirit's in charge. It's no longer our show, right? That's the, and when we Finally, what I hear, what I heard you just say, when I finally allowed spirit to pull me, then and only then did it begin to move, right? And we can have tools, but it's the surrender to spirit that opens the door to including Jan, right? Like I love going backwards a little bit. That's a real paranormal <clears throat> moment for you, right? It was that vulnerable. Oh my God, Kirsten, it was, I've never felt vulnerability that way. It was, wow. I'm like, this is what that feels like. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, like just jumping and, and knowing, hoping someone's going to catch you, right? Uh -huh. Yeah, and absolutely. Now tell us a little bit about your love and romance courses, right? Because that's, that you started there, you went through the pain and the process, you did your work. And yep. I follow you all over Facebook, and I don't know that there's a country you haven't been in in the past two years, right? And I, having knowing you, I know that was a big piece of what your dream was. 
So seeing you actually living what you put in motion, you know, in early 2000, it warms my heart because you, you are the essence, right? Sitting on the Amalfi Coast, taking your Italian courses, you know, and doing retreats in Bali. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I, I feel so, so privileged, right? I feel so privileged to be in the space that I am in. And I'm very clear, uh, uh, Kirsten, I'm very clear it was a co-creation, right? Mm -hmm. It was a co-creation with the ultimate creator. Yep. And, and, and that's how I live my life today, right? Like I ask for guidance. I look to stores. It's not me anymore. And what a relief to know it's not just me anymore. It's not all on me. Like, wow, what a breakthrough that was. Mm -hmm. you know? And so being able to uh, combine the two loves, which is for me, I had a love of travel and I've had a, and I've had a love of teaching, right? Mm -hmm. Like inspiring people and teaching. And so that was, if I could just do that, I thought, I mean, I've, I've made it like regardless mm -hmm. of how much I make, I know that will be taken care of, mm -hmm. but you know, but I literally will like do it for free if I have to. Like that's how much I love it. And so to be able to combine those two has been a dream, a dream for me. And um, what I started teaching, I have a different, different couple of courses that I teach now. Some I do couples through my therapy stuff and some I do from my own work that I was doing for myself and later on came to figure who knew when I was doing all this work that, oh my God, somebody else feels that way. Somebody else needs this too? Like, wow. Because what I was dealing with is, is being an alpha woman with masculine energy, emasculating men unintentionally, mind you. But I was, you know, in the doggy dog world and we're competing mm -hmm. with our men versus, versus appreciating our men and understanding we have different gifts. Mm -hmm. Right? That's correct. And Right. And that's where, that's where I, I was just hitting a wall with that. Right. And so I had to really get clear because I, I, I was attracted to alpha men. I was attracted to that energy doers. Right. And so, and so when do I need to play, play low or play? Like, when do I need to like flow with them? Right. To honor who they are as well. And, and, and how do I do that? How do I do that? No one taught me that. I saw my mom, you know, emasculating my dad unintentionally she grew up in the feminist area right mm -hmm. and so feminism just that's a whole nother subject i know but it just it's a beautiful thing right it's a beautiful thing it started the intention was just absolutely beautiful but it just it just went one the pendulum just went one way too much and so part part of my work is bringing that balance back in that co-creation again right all co-creation co yes absolutely always asking what's next what do you want me to do next? What's next for me? What do my client soulmates want for me? What do they need for me? And that's where I create from. Mm -hmm. That's so good. And, you know, bringing back your word about doing the work, where, where do you see so many couples right now? What is the work that you feel? I know it'd be different for every, uh, uh, every relationship, but what, what do you see in common? The work that we need to do with uh, the people close to us. <clears throat> well, okay, so there's a couple of different like uh, approaches that I take depending on what I'm doing for uh, clients because I started off with with uh, mainly working with women, right? In women, uh, professional business women that were struggling with also uh, 
really keeping a relationship, not getting one, but keeping one. And so, and, and then I kind of, it morphed into couples. Then I started getting tons of referrals for couples. So I do a lot of premarital counseling. I do a lot of marriage therapy these days. But really, to answer your question, Mark, what it comes down to is at the end of the day, you've got to know thyself. Know thyself. Know your triggers. Know, because, uh, you know, Socrates, one of his, my favorite sayings of one of his quotes is that an unexamined life is not worth living. And I get that. I get that to my very core. Do you know? Yeah. So, look, so look inside and see what you're all about first. Before you, you try have to, fix, to certainly try not try to fix the other person. That's for sure. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that's usually a couple in therapy. They're like, I'm here because of her or him. Right. I'm like, yeah, no, that's not going to fly here. <laughs> yeah, right. no. If, if only they would work on themselves, I'd be good. <laughs> and I actually go farther enough and I, you know, I like to put humor into it. So so I can kind of tell somebody the truth with some humor, right? But I say, oh, I'm glad you said that because that means I got to start with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you, you were talking about your retreats and especially, and I want you to tell us what the status of them for this year is, but I, I particularly like the idea of leadership. And in this context, you know, the self-leadership, you got to know how to take care of your yourself. Um, Maybe you can give us a little bit of highlights of that, you know, agenda or that curriculum that you teach at this retreat. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was pulled to Bali um, as, 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 as anything else in life. I think when we're able to really align with, with source and energy, I, I was pulled to, to Bali by recognizing a sign, right? And so a sign was, a friend of mine who had told me years ago she was going to move to Bali and was going to create this life there with a partner. She wasn't even dating at the time. She was an alpha ball breaking, you know, <laughs> uh, what do we call it? Uh, uh, what did a Jenny call it? Uh, uh, I'll, I'll get back to that. But anyway, yeah, she basically <laughs> called me BB. Right. And so, yeah. and so she, she said to me, I'm going to do that. And I said, and so we had a pact. I said, when you go there, call me and we, we will, uh, we will, I will create a retreat because she does logistics in the background. She, she handles all the logistics retreats. And I said, I will do a retreat out there in Bali. And so at that point, I, I hadn't gone to Bali yet. It was my first time when I had my first retreat there. And I mean, the minute, Mark, that you walk into that, the minute you set foot into that airport, you know, you understand in your, in your DNA you understand the high spiritual vibration of Bali, of Indonesian people, of Balinese. Uh -huh. They are just, I mean, I really think that they are, you know, they're the spiritual capital, they're known as the spiritual capital of the world. But I think that we are, you know, as, as, a, as, a, as, as humans, we're trying to get somewhere to the next level, right? More, uh, more enlightened, more like what's continuing on the path. But if you see how Balinese live their life, that is it. That's it. They're, they pray for the world, not for themselves, right? Mm -hmm. they are, they're all about uh, community, all about community. And so, and, and they, they, the community actually is very well organized in the sense where there's somebody always accountable 
to pray for the world and someone always accountable to actually make the little baskets of rice offerings, which can right. go up to 30 times a day. Like mm -hmm. that's a commitment, right? Mm -hmm. Huge versus, you know, us Americans and not just Americans, the Western world, I should say, we're, you know, usually running around. We got to send this email. We got to send this text. We got to make this meeting. And it's just like, stop stop mm -hmm. slow down right and this is what i think what's happening right now in my in my belief is really gonna get us there it's gonna get us to the next level of enlightenment and consciousness i really believe that because so many of us are are stopping are slowing so, down so claudia this is a great question for you to answer you know, having, moving into the new paradigm, being conscious. I, I love what you said, praying for the world and not for ourselves, right? Yeah, Earth yeah. offerings, me have, being a shamanic practitioner and that being my way of life. What are your routines now, right? You've swung from one end. We're not watching Alec Baldwin anymore, right? <laughs> but <laughs> what do you do today? Because you really are what, that you are what we call the conscious leader right? You're still leading at high top performance, but you're incredibly mindful of the collective and participatory in the healing of what's coming, right? Right, right. So how do I lead now? I would say, um, again, it's, it, it's got to be, it, I've got, first of all, I don't make any decisions without being completely aligned with somebody. Hmm. Right. Because I'm very conscious of like who's around in my space because because of how energy affects us. Right. We're energy. And it's just like one of my core beliefs, Kirsten, is be responsible for the energy you bring into my space. And I will do the same. I love that. Right. Jill I Bolton love that. Said that. Absolutely. Be responsible for the energy you bring to, into my space. And I'm always responsible for the energy I bring into other space. I want to come to you with joy and, and energy and, and inspiration and hope and joy, you know, and happiness. I, 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 yeah, we all have breakdowns and, and you, you know, and you can, and we lean on each other. But who are you during those breakdowns, right? What I do today is <clears throat> I really attract from a soul level, right? If a client is not aligned with me, then I literally, I literally will not work with that client. I will refer them out knowing that I will be taken care of, right? Yep. Knowing that there's three other clients, 10 other clients aligned right behind them because I'm not, no longer committed. And this is where it is. I am not committed to work to that type of energy. I'm not committed to going against the grind, going swimming against the tide. I'm not committed to that. I'm committed to working with energy that moves my game forward, right? Mm -hmm. Moves what I'm up to in life forward. And it's a flow and it feels like that. Mm -hmm. I love right? that. I love that. Yeah. And so, you know, of course, I, I, when I need to meditate, I'm not someone that meditates every morning. I know you do. And I love it, Kirsten. I tune into yours, you know, um, often and um i do meditate when i feel the pull and the need to um to do that but i'll sit and read a book for hours i'll sit and have a a little tea or coffee for hours with no worries of 
checking my phone, which would never happen before, right? Never. Never, ever. <laughs> I was like, that's what I did. I was like, right? Like tied to my phone by the hip. And so I'm more, there's a lot more freedom around my life today. And, and, and what is meant to be and a knowing again, what is meant to be will be, and it's all for my highest and best. Right. And so I just trust in that. I keep trusting that. Mm. Well, I, I think it's so good. And, you know, you mentioned metrics uh, from a business standpoint, you know, we often wonder how do we know we're making progress, you know, in our more conscious leadership, what are our key performance indicators, you know, for our <laughs> lives. Right. Uh, yeah. And you've just ticked off a few, uh, but I'm curious how, how you knew if you were sort of advancing, how you knew that you were growing, how you knew if you were coming back. Uh, what were some milestones that you see? <clears throat> so coming from the space that I, was, that I was in before, Mark, the old paradigm of, you know, uh, always looking at sales numbers, spreadsheets, blah, blah. Coming from that, I didn't want to do that anymore. So for me, it mm -hmm. wasn't going to be, um, that type of, of achievement um, to measure. To me, it was in the beginning, how, how quickly am I healing, right? And, and how, what, how, how am, I feeling, am I feeling fulfilled, right? Like when I wasn't fulfilled, what does it look like or feel like for me when I'm not fulfilled and when I'm not in the right space is I'm, I get very irritable, Mark. I get very mm -hmm. irritable, right? And not that I, you know, people can see that, but I feel it. I feel you it. Know it. That's right. I feel it. Yeah. And I'm like, Ooh, this is not a right, this is not a, a, a space I'm supposed to be in. Right. And so, and so, <clears throat> and, and learning to read the signs, right. All of a sudden I, I started getting tons of referrals. All of a sudden people wanted to partner up with me in retreats. Like all this stuff is showing up. Right. And I didn't need a spreadsheet. I didn't need a sales sales force training, you know, program. Yes. I, I didn't, I didn't need all that. And, and it's great. Don't get me wrong. It's great. If that's how you do things. Um, for me, it wasn't necessary. I knew I was on the right path by all those key indicators. Things were showing up for me. I was partnering up with people with, with, without that I, that I wanted to partner up as far as energy. I was, I, it was, kind, it was happening, happening effortlessly. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that Kirsten, we've talked about that to many people, these sound like soft and mushy things. You know, it's like, oh, they're so woo-woo, my energy felt better. But you're saying, no, this is a measurable, definable, I liked how I felt then, I didn't like how I felt, you know, doing something else. And uh, <clears throat> I think it can be quite measurable. Yeah, and no, absolutely. Like you say, it's not a spreadsheet. It's not a, uh, you know, uh, thermometer of sales, you know, to see what we're doing. But it's it's definitely measurable and it's palpable. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and, and at the end of the day, it's like, you know, are you fulfilled or not? Are you happy or not? Mm -hmm. Right. Does the space feel right for you? And if it mm -hmm. doesn't, you got some soul searching to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Well, and mindful I, of our time, you, you've been just so uh, gracious and, and uh, very open and honest and telling your story. What, what could people expect if they wanted to look into your courses more, into your retreats more? Uh, what, what should people expect to find from what you're offering? So uh, my, my company, they can go to thelovecourses.com. I have uh, uh, a few different programs I offer there. I offer, um, I offer I'm still doing one-on-ones. I do premarital counseling, couples counseling, women's counseling. I'm also 
um, putting together a, a uh, uh, not so much an e-course, but I'm putting together just a, a course right now where for people, because right now what I'm, what I'm seeing is people really need some tools to, um, to, to figure out how to honor each other's space during yeah. this time, right? Because everyone's at home together. And so I'm getting a lot of my clients wanting to, you know, jump on, jump on sessions with me because they're just like, oh my God, like we're just breathing just is irritating me. You know, his breathing is irritating me kind of thing. And so, and so I'm feeling called to just put something together that people can just come, come to my website and, and, and download and be able to, um, uh, you know, get some tools on, on how, how, I, how they would do that, how they could honor each other's space and still thrive in, in this during this time. Oh, that's terrific. <clears throat> and of course the retreats, oh my God, whatever calls you people, I'll end this with, with my, with my retreats. People always tell me when I started, I started with Bali first, even though my love affair has always been with Italy. Um, but I started with Bali first and people are like, how do you get, you know, how do you get a people to go to Bali, you know, retreats? Cause it's a, it's a long flight. It's a very long, it takes 24 hours to get there and 16 hour flight. And so I, I always say, I don't get people to Bali. Bali gets people to Bali. <laughs> there you go. Seriously. If your soul is calling for that, you, you've got to answer the call. You uh -huh. just answer the call. You know, I think that's a great place to stop, right? You have to answer the call if your soul is calling. And then secondly, to, you know, reiterate what you've said, you have to be willing to do the work because nobody can do it for you. So if you answer the call of your soul, prepare to do the work, and then you'll have the life of your dreams, which kind of wraps up what we've talked about here. Claudia, we can't thank you enough for your time. It's just been fantastic. And I know, uh, you, you, you have been on purpose. If your purpose is to bring joy and happiness and uh, a different kind of vibe and vitality mm -hmm. to the room and conversation, you've certainly done it for us today. Just to thank you so much. Bam! <laughs> I mean, there's a measurable Mark. one. Check down That's right. your checkbox. <laughs> Mark that on your sales report. <laughs> Put that on your and, sales report, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> love wow, it. I love so, it. Thank uh, you guys. It's been my pleasure. It's been my pleasure. I could chat all day. And uh I, I thank you for allowing me to be in this space. Really. Oh, uh, we'll come back. I have really loved soon. being with you again, Claudia. Yes. Ditto. And all our listeners, this is what uh IntelliKey is about. I'll just bookend where Kirsten started. I mean, if, if IntelliKey is about reaching your full potential, not only in your work and your career and your vocation, but also in your, your soul purpose, um, Claudia, you've just really represented what IntelliKey is all about. So thanks for sharing your stories. And uh, we look forward to having everybody join us again on our next episode. I mean, so far in this podcast, we've talked to a functional medicine uh, provider, a top sales performer. Uh, we've talked to a global you know, motivation and sports marketing coach. Uh, Claudia has just really enlightened us. We've, we've still got uh, a global meditation leader to come. We've got mm -hmm. a, a guy who is a doctor who has started a whole department at Stanford called Compassion. I just can't wait to hear these stories. Uh, and more people who are in the queue, an author who went from a Hollywood publicist to a Zen Buddha meditating, uh, you know, leader. So just, just great stories to come. And if you've got ideas or comments that uh, you would like us to explore, please leave them in the comments on Facebook or LinkedIn or SoundCloud. 
of course, wherever you're listening to podcasts. So thanks a lot for listening. Kirsten, another great uh, episode. Thanks for another great episode. Thank you, Claudia and Mark. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Scott, thanks for uh, being a great engineer and putting all this together and recording and editing. Scott's at TriPoint Studios doing a fantastic job on audio and music and video, photography, so many things at TriPoint Studios. So you check that out. It's tri, T-R-I-I-I, point.com. So until next time, everybody, here's to your IntelliKey as you grow as a leader in your own life. Bye now. Beautiful. Bye. You've been listening to IntelliKey Leadership Stories with your hosts, Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stenson. Connect with us on LinkedIn or visit our websites, www.pureintellikey.com and www.mark-stenson.com. Intellikey Leadership Stories is produced by TriPoint Studios, copyright 2020. Views and opinions expressed are not necessarily those of the TriPoint Studios or its other members. You can find this and other TriPoint podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Thanks for listening to IntelliKey Leadership Stories.